host today, Matt Hicks, joined by Ryan Searfoss and Eric Adams. It is preseason, hype season, overreaction season. So we're going around the league on this episode and just figuring out if we care about a lot of players. Anthony doesn't care because he didn't come. He didn't show up for this episode. So I'm filling in Foss. Eric, how are you feeling about having an upgrade at the host position for this episode? Um, I'd have to say Anthony, either if we all love a player, he hates them officially. And if we all hate him, that's his favorite player. But no, it's nice to have you here. We, uh, even though you have, you know, big brother watching us with the way you're recording. We didn't like that, but it's okay. I got two things. I don't know how I feel about being abandoned for Ocean City, Maryland. I feel like I'm a, a steep upgrade from Ocean City, Maryland. And uh, it feels it feels nice to have a host with hair again. That's fun. I feel bad saying that with a, as a bald guy. That's I didn't, I didn't that didn't feel right. I'm sorry, Ant. I'm very no, sorry. no, no. You said it. We all know I have the best hair on the record board. We're gonna edit that one out, editor. Edit that. Edit, 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 that edit, out. Edit, cut that. Cut that. Cut that out. <laughs> I am absolutely leaving that in. All right, guys. We're gonna go through. This is gonna be semi lightning round because we want to cover over a dozen guys on this episode. Before we do, though. Want to make sure we talk about being a rookie big board patron, the ridiculous value of being a rookie big board patron. You get access to the Dynasty and Devi rookie big boards, the consensus rankings with Foss, Eric, and Anthony. We were just talking about what updates we're going to make uh, for the next round here before we started recording. Seasonal projections are out, full access to the Discord. You can get in on it for just five bucks a month. That is much, much less than I imagine Anthony paid for one snow cone on the boardwalk in Ocean City. All right. Uh, and what's really cool, too, is we have a free option now. So if you go to the link in the episode description, you could join the free version of the Rookie Big Board Discord. All right, guys, let's jump right into it. We're not going to ease into this. We're not going to dip our toes in. Anthony Richardson, name the starter for the Indianapolis Colts after just one week of the preseason for each of these guys, I'm just going to ask you one simple question. Do you care? Foss, I'll let you start. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the big thing was, is he going to be in? And fantasy-wise, we've seen young quarterbacks with rushing upside, and he has elite rushing upside make instant impacts. Yeah, I'm all in, especially with that running game. If, you know, Jonathan on the other side, 50 grand a day, he's losing his worth coming back to. That's going to be a nice and improving offense, and they're going to run the ball a ton. And he's going to be a big part of that. I think he's going to have a nice fantasy season. And he's going to be in that top. He's going to be close or steady in that top 12. I remember right after the draft, when I plugged in his immediate projection, I put in 10 games and Eric immediately told me right off the bat, like, dude, you got to up that. So Eric, I'm guessing you're not super surprised by this. Uh, No, I mean, I was talking with a friend who was a Colts fan the other day, and I, I told him, like, I don't expect Colts to to really be contenders for the playoffs, so it doesn't really make sense to play Minshew. Uh, I'm not saying Anthony Richardson is ready or anything, but, I mean, this is – he's got he's got enough talent where the, he can mask some of the flaws of the O-line behind them. Um, I think I think, I think think it'll be – obviously, he's going to have his rough moments, but I think, I think he's – this is the right call. I think you should play him right away. It's definitely exciting for fantasy. 
Uh, I would expect something along the lines of what Allen, uh, Josh Allen did in his first two years with Buffalo. It's going to look like that. There's going to be some uncomfortable time, but there's also going to be some times where he throws a rope, then rushes for another hundred. And it's like, well, yeah, that's, that'll do. That will do. Wasn't Justin yeah. Fields, Justin Fields was QB six last year and he threw for 2,200 yards. Exactly. So right. he'll be that's top the key. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're talking about Richardson as a QB one now uh, in projection, yeah. because like Ryan said, you don't have to be amazing, right. To, to be productive for fantasy purposes. That was the whole argument with Anthony Richardson the whole time. So he's going to be out on the field. He's going to run uh, and he's going to make some big passes. Like Eric said, he's not a horrible passer. He's got a good mechanical foundation. We don't need to rehash this. We talked about it all throughout the draft process, but let's uh, let's pivot to another uh, rookie here. And that is tank Dell. Now, gentlemen, of course I listen to the podcast every week, even when I'm not doing the podcast. And I know this is a noted undersized wide receiver pod. So I'm guessing this Tank Dell hype is music to your ears, Foss? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's good, but we have a lot a lot of things have to go right in Houston. And I know it's not a nice, uh, very strong receiver room. So he could clip in there, but he's still behind. Listen, depth chart, Mechie, Robert Woods, Nico Collins. I like the upside, and I think he's electric but I don't know if it's fantasy wise. I'm fully in yet. Okay. Like I'm, di- I'm dipping my toe in the water. I'm not like completely on board yet. The part where I can see him as a wide receiver too in the near future, next year or two, I have a hard time with it. So you're sitting on the fence like a coward. I am sitting on the fence like a coward. I'm more, I'm more out than it still, even though right. I want to be it. Eric, do you care? Wide receiver one in Houston already. No, I don't think there's, I don't think there's anybody even close to as talented as him. Sorry, Nico Collins. Sorry, the ghost of Robert Woods. Noah Brown. No. Uh, Mechie, I love you, but I think it's going to take some time for him to get back to uh, where he was pre-draft. Uh, Tank Dell, you know, we were, we were talking about it before the pod, man. Everyone loves to talk separation. Y'all like separation? Tank Dell is elite at separating. Uh, I get it. It was just one preseason game, but it hasn't been one preseason game. This has been happening since the Senior Bowl. He was roasting people at the senior ball he roasted people in the senior ball then he roasted people all throughout training camp this is not a talented room man like i i could totally like if you told me he commanded 100 targets in his rookie season i would not be shocked because i just am not buying into anyone else here like this is he's showing it too like he showed it in the game where he just routinely got open so i'm i'm all in on tank Dell. All right, you heard it here first. Tank Dell, one target per pound on his body. One whole target per pound. In, in his rookie season. So 90 targets. What, <laughs> what about what about his teammate who threw four passes? He four completed two of them, and he threw an interception. I mean, it seems like there is That's an t- immediate overreaction that- on Twitter. Folks are panicked dude, about C.J. Stroud. Let me let me give you the positives first. First of all, technically, he completed three passes. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Listen, people who are panicking. Let me just take this one. People, it, it, I, tell me one rookie quarterback who would do well in his first ever NFL start against Bill Belichick in New England. And if you name anyone, I will call you a liar. That is a tall task. I don't care what year we're talking here. 
That is very difficult for CJ Stroud to do. Not to mention, like behind the backup, mostly backup line, he got crushed. So I can't really don't don't look don't zero in on this one game and be like, oh, here here comes another bust. Here comes another Ohio State quarterback. Don't do that, please. Please don't do that. You'll save yourself from looking like a fool later on. That's it. That's all I'm gonna say. Take a volume and move on, dude. It's it's gonna be okay. Yes. Yeah. Nothing. We changed. have time. We have time. Yeah. Let's. If this is what it looks like week five, let's talk about it. But for now, we'll yeah. be fine. Honestly, rookie season for a quarterback, especially a pocket passer who can't run like Anthony Richardson can, like you have to be patient, especially on a team which we just talked has a terrible receiving room. Yeah, that's like, the key. He's in a bad situation, so you have to be patient. It might not be this year. But that's okay. Some quarterbacks take a little bit longer, especially when they're in this. Like This is a nightmare scenario for them. All right. We are going to talk a decent amount of rookies just because they're the guys who tend to get the most hype, but I don't want to ignore the veterans here. So let's talk about James Cook getting a ton of hype out of Bill's camp, the hype of him being a three-down back, getting a higher volume load, kind of what we wanted to see from him originally. So Eric, do you care about this James Cook hype? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we alluded to it earlier in the offseason. If James Cook cannot break the stigma of a Buffalo Bills running back, nobody will be able to do it because he's talented. He catches passes. Uh, getting better at blitz pickup. Like, he's he's the real deal. And if they still don't commit to him, I then it's, never, it's just never going to happen as long as Allen is Josh Allen. That's where we've arrived at that ultimatum pretty much. So, yeah, the one that with uh, James Cook, the kind of, we're talking about the passing game because it's always been something that they have said the Bills don't do running quarterbacks. Josh Allen doesn't really dump off that much. I could see him moving into the slot and moving out, spreading out wide a lot because honestly, outside of Steph, Stephon Diggs and I guess Gabe Davis, it's not a strong receiving room. Like, the other receivers in the tight ends, him moving out and being involved in the passing game should be huge for them. I think Damian Harris will take some of the in, uh, in between tackles, but I'm I'm at minimum viewing him as a top 20 running back right now. But I think he definitely has room to grow, especially if he's involved in the passing game like we want him to be. I did adjust my projections from this hype, which I don't always do. And it helped James Cook. I just want us to proceed with caution, right? Like he's still a running back two, three borderline guy, like running back 20 yeah. to 24, right? Like I have, I have him at 25 right now. Right. And I can move up maybe one or two spots, but running back's not really strong. Right. Like let's just, in this is in, in half PPR, I have him at 26. So, you know, a little bump in full PPR, but like, it's good, but let's not get out of control with the James Cook hype. I just, I feel like that's important. And if anything, I care more about the lack of Damian Harris hype. I thought he would still have a legit role. And I, I don't know. Now I'm starting to question it. I don't think Lat Murray is going to, because he kind of looks like a ghost of him. Yeah, I think Damian might have a bigger role than we think. My only thing with I Harris guess. is he catches no passes. Right. He's not a pass catcher. No, and nobody like... catches passes in Buffalo. So he's really going to catch no passes. Pretty much, but he's on a bang for them. He will. He'll get his carries, but he also has to stay healthy. He hasn't. He hasn't played a full season. I'm pretty sure. All right. 
Another running back here, veteran, different situation. Dalvin Cook to the Jets. Do we care for Dalvin Cook? Do we care for Brees Hall? And please, do we care for Zonovan Knight? He's going to make the 53, man. We're going to manifest that. Foss, it looks like you're ready to go first here. No, I'm just upset that you missed the transition going from James Dalvin Cook to to Dalvin James Cook. I'm a little upset you missed that. Wow. Look at Eric. look at who wants to be the host now. All right, all of a sudden, Foster. I, did, I just disapp- I'm just disappointed. Um, in it, <laughs> I, I thought you could have done better. I, I expected. More I mean, I that. did it. I let our listeners put the pieces together. You, you don't you, want to just tell them the whole thing. You bring the hair, but not the transitions. I get it. Um, I think honestly, I'm a little confused, but I thought they brought him in because Brees Hall wasn't fully healthy. Brees Hall is still coming off the pop. I think we'll see heavy Dalvin early. But they still, man, I don't know. I'm worried about it. I think Dalvin's a borderline RB2 or right in the RB2 range in Brees Hall, similar to that. They made it 405 times last year, which isn't great. And now we're adding Aaron Rodgers to that passing situation. So unless Dalvin's very involved in the passing game, I don't know what his ceiling is. Like we're not seeing Minnesota Vikings Dalvin Cook. We're seeing a man in a rotation with a cap ceiling. So I think living in that 15 to 25 range. You think he's that high? 15 to 20 overall? For running backs? Yeah, man. I said, no, I said 15 to 25. Yeah, for running backs. Yeah, yeah. I think closer. I think his ceiling is that 15. Like, that's his range of outcomes. Like, his ceiling could be that. And I'm not comfortable with it. Yeah, I think he's more. like a borderline RB3, dude. I think he's like running back 30 to 40 range. I just unless unless Brees think... really isn't healthy, but Brees now is off the pup and Cook technically isn't on the field, right? Like he's not cleared yet. Yeah, not for thought... another week, yeah. Man, it's a bad situation. Like I think it's just like the Jets making a good NFL move. You know, what a, I mean? yeah, yeah. It's a great NFL move for us. Not great. Not great, but I, 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 you know, pun intended, I guess. I don't think he's cooked, right? Like, I think, I think Dalvin still has. Oh, I see some he did juice. there. That was good. Yeah, thanks, thanks. That was not on purpose, was it? Yeah, it was. Eric, lies. <laughs> oh, oh, don't come to me after that, Jesus Christ. Um, I, you know, before, uh, before the preseason, our last rankings update, I had Dalvin at nineteen, and honestly, after the preseason, he's not gonna he's not gonna be much different. If anything, he'll be like twenty. I I don't know about thirty to forty, Matt. I'm a little more bullish on him than that. Uh, but it is it is a yucky situation. Are we talking for dynasty still? Or are you talking? Like no, dynasty? I was talking Matt, seasonal. I meant well, seasonal. For this season, you think he'll be thirty to forty? Yeah, I don't think no. he's gonna get that much run. I, like, I, I think they didn't, get run. They didn't, Don't get they didn't me wrong. pay up to $8.6 million for one year. To, <laughs> to I mean, that's much run. That's a hundred and 170 touches, right? What do you, but, what do you think Brees Hall is going to get for touches this year? I have Brees at 210. So Brees at 210, Cook at 170. So they're going to be split. That. I want to believe that for Brees, but you know what? I feel like he's going to be more 170, 180 range. Look. Look at my rankings. I have him thirty-three, and like okay. I don't, I don't see how I can move him up. Like actually bringing up the running back rankings with him, 
I don't know. I could maybe move mo- up over a couple guys, maybe 32. But I don't know how much higher I can move them. But I think the bottom line here is this one's impactful. Like we care about this one. This one's yes. going to make an impact on the fantasy scene. I mm-hmm. do think we need to see it play out a little bit. And unfortunately, this isn't one we're going to learn anything new about through the preseason. Yeah, no. unless, it, unless there's an injury. Right. Yeah. If there's a, if there's an injury, Brees Hall news comes out where he's not really there or something like that. If he's just doing individual drills and they say not to leak five, that's different. Right. Otherwise, we're going to kind of have to just wait and see what's going on here. Ooh. All right. Guys, before we jump into some more players here, I want to make sure folks know that the Rookie Big Board is partnered up with Underdog Fantasy Football. It's actually borderline out of control how many drafts I'm in right now. I have nonstop notifications that I'm on the clock. Uh, Love Underdog. We're playing in those $3 games. We got the Rookie Big Board contest going on here. Uh, What's really cool about Underdog 2, honestly, I just found out about this, is they have... uh, like pick them higher or lower for the season, which is really good. We did a full episode on that for rookies. So go ahead get in on that. Use that promo code RBB, 100% deposit match with the promo code RBB. All right, guys, jumping into it here. Very serious one. I need us to take this one very serious here. Cooper Cup's beard is gone. We care about that, right? Like that is a, that is a KPI. That is a key performance indicator right there. I don't like to bring up the Bible or religion, but there's that story about Samson where he let his hair cut off and lost all the strength. And that's how I feel about Cooper Cup's beard. I did, not, I did not expect Foss to bring up the Old Testament on tonight's episode. <laughs> I don't like it. It's just like, I don't like to bring up the Bible, but... <laughs> and, then he, and then he pulls out this perfect analogy. Wow. I, I don't I think we got to move on. I think we do got to really, move on. That was too good. I really don't know what else. That's a walk-off home run. <laughs> All right, moving on here. Eric, I know you want to talk about Roshan Johnson. I know you care about Roshan Johnson. I do. I, I do. Not as much as Ryan about the Bible, but I, I guess that's a new occurrence. Uh, we could talk Roshan. Hell yeah. Listen. I think everyone uh, in the NFL world, it definitely bears fans, uh, found out who the F Roshan Johnson is. Yes, I just muted myself. Roshan Johnson is the man. Uh, Dante Foreman, Khalil Herbert. No, no. Get out. It's Roshan's job. Give me, give him four weeks and he will be RB1 on that team. I well, say I that. Be, uh, this four weeks better include the preseason, bro. I like the way you think. Nah, I mean, Khalil Herbert's an effective player. He'll definitely get some burn, but man, oh, we're not gonna we're not gonna hold Roshan back for that long. That's like that's like holding that's like uh, when you're when you're at like what's it called a rodeo? You got the bull in the cage. That's just a bull waiting to get out of the cage. Yeah. And then put him in a china shop. That's Roshan Johnson. How um, often do you go to the rodeo? Every now and then, you know, every two or three years or so. Yeah. I live in Connecticut. I live in Connecticut. You know those. You know Connecticut's very known for rodeos. Those New England rodeos. Those New England rodeos. <laughs> I mean, he was he fan. was my he was my he was number three in film grades for me for running backs this year, and now seeing this NFL competition just makes me feel even better about it. It's Roshan season, baby. 
absolute stud. Do we think Ro- uh, so? We, so we're convinced that Roshan's like the lead back in this offense. And I think he's going to get more fantasy points than any running back we've talked about so far. That means you, the Cook brothers. Any any running back we've talked about on this episode? That be, is a bold prediction. I like it, Ryan. I like it. Uh, only player we've talked about who might, who might outrush him this year is Anthony Richardson. Out of the guys <laughs> we've talked about. Oh, my gosh. Fair thought. Wow. So you ca- so we really care about the camp hype here with Roshan Johnson, all right? It's because I believed okay. in him before the camp, and now nah, we're yeah. seeing this. We're validating the priors, baby. This pod no. has does not need to see Roshan Johnson do anything in the preseason. We we know what's coming. I, I, I know mean, one thing. He's a monster. <laughs> in, yeah, I mean that. In all seriousness, like we knew, like we were excited about him coming out, and we knew he was a well-rounded back. And I think that's what a lot of the hype is right now—that he's well-rounded. Uh, and ready to be on the field right away. And that's why pass blocking matters. And nobody wants to hear about it through the pre-draft process. Nobody cares about pass blocking. And then all of a sudden he gets out there on preseason and go figure the coaching staff likes him and trusts him. I'm just going just gonna to get on my pass blocking soapbox here. Hey, all man. Right. Hey, um, man. Ezekiel Elliott just turned his pass blocking into a one-year contract. So don't poo-poo pass blocking people. Come on. All right, apparently everyone's doing the transitions now. Eric, do you care about Zeke Elliott? Uh, I mean, not too much. Like, Zeke personally, no. <laughs> I I am not going to sit here and hype up Zeke Elliott after flaming him for about two he years straight. Personally? Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't it's, care about him as a person, that's for sure. I uh, I'll take it back. I love Zeke as a person, but I mean... Yeah. As as a player, it's not it's not a he's not a thing. Can we, bring, like, can we turn no, this to the important person in this conversation? I was going to get to him. Okay, sorry. I was going to get to him. <laughs> he's coming. Okay. In he's terms of Ramondre, we talked about it. Like our our last update for our rankings, we all had him nine nine nine. We sound like a bunch of inglorious bastards here, but uh, I think he'll fall to a like Matt said in their, our group text. He'll fall into like that fourteen to fifteen range. I'm not dropping him out of the top twenty. I still think he's going to get a ton of touches. Uh, Zeke is a spell, pretty much. He's he's basically there to spell Ramondre, uh, do some do some blitz pickup and short yardage work. I don't I don't think we're going to see Zeke two hundred thirty touches. I don't I don't foresee that. No, I think the important thing is that it seems like. It seems like Zeke is no threat to Ramondre's targets, which is kind of the big thing. So, yeah, he went from running back nine to running back 13 in my seasonal projections. And I think his dynasty rank is going to pretty much reflect that because he is kind of that type of running back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of a reflection of the running back position overall anyway. So, yeah, I think you pretty much nailed it there, Eric. Would you agree, Foss? Yeah, I got an RB12 right now. And yeah, I'm pretty, right. I'm pretty comfortable with that. And honestly, running backs – eight through 15 or just slot them wherever you want with a couple other guys next day. Like it's just, you can slot them anywhere and I'm not going to be mad about it. All right, guys, do we care about Quentin Johnston's terrible hands as displayed by the Los Angeles chargers beat writers consistently? And I'm going to, I know, I know, I know what you probably think my take is on this. Uh, I'm not going to go first. But I, I'm just going to, you might not expect, you know, the, the take that I have on this. So, so, you know, Eric, Ryan, whoever wants to start. Matt, I feel like my take is actually similar to what you're seeing on the bank. 
however you feel about Quentin Johnston coming into this, whether you think he's good, whether you think he's bad, it's been proven in camp. Like he's always been inconsistent. He's always been big play dependent. He's always been a body catcher. He's always good right after like he is just a mixed bag. But you know what, man? Fantasy wise, he's playing with a great quarterback. I don't think Mike Williams is that guy. I think he'll be fine. Drops is a rookie habit. Like I'm not putting anything in camp in the drops. For some people, they also happen as a freshman, sophomore, and junior. Right. Like he is what he is. But he also has the draft capital team believes in him. And he also has had huge plays. He's had monster games in the playoffs where he, dis- he was awesome. He had monster games in the playoffs where he disappeared. It's just what he is. He's a boom bust player. And that has his place in the NFL, especially when you have a quarterback who throws the ball, uh, what, 675 times last year? Yeah. He's gonna Herbert's going to throw the ball 700 times. Yeah. Herbert's going to throw the ball 700 times this year. He literally could have three wide receivers with over 100 targets. Like legit wide receivers with 100 targets each, plus Austin Eckler. Like he's gonna be fine. Like I'm not worried about it. I'm not overreacting to Cam because that's just what he is. Eric, do you care about Quentin Johnson's terrible hands? Had him uh, 39 before the preseason. I don't. I don't foresee moving him up all that much. To be honest, it's probably just gonna stay there. All right. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. My take is this isn't news. Like. It's it's actually Foss was right. We're gonna have the same take here. I'm I, I don't care that Quentin Johnson is dropping balls in the preseason because I knew he was gonna be dropping balls in the preseason. He's gonna drop balls in the regular season too. To Foss's point, if you're in on Quentin Johnston right now, you just have to hope that the volume in his offense is gonna be so high that we can offset the drops, right? And there are fantasy players that can have a 50, 55% catch rate. And still be fantasy relevant. And it's guys who played deep down the field and are jump ball guys. That's him. Well, I mean, he's not really good. At, no, he's not good <laughs> at jump balls. And he also is going to have a low dot. So I don't think that's really works. But uh, his dot in college was big. There's a difference between big 12 defensive backs and uh, which I mean, get that, in the NFL. that's pure valid. But like he has these speed and <laughs> athleticism and play down the field. All right, let's see how many more of these guys here that we can fit in. I don't think we're going to get to everybody we want to, but uh, Zay Flowers is getting a crap ton of hype off the Ravens beat. I've bumped Zay Flowers. I was really mixed on him um, because I love Zay Flowers. I'm worried about his fit in the offense, but the more I hear about the way Monken's going to use him, the more I'm willing to go in on Zay. So I do think right now he's going to be the most productive wide receiver for fantasy on the Ravens. I mean, Foss, is that your read here on the beat as well? He, they love him. They like, love him too. They have, like, I, you do not see a day on their beat reports where you don't hear Zay Flowers news and about Zay Flowers killing two to three people on the field. Like, I can't remember. He made, he made multiple people fall today, like just destroying them. Like he's going to be a big part of that offense. It's going to be between him and Odell for who leads that team in fantasy points. I think they'll be pretty close, but he's going to be part of that. He might be the first young fantasy relevant Ravens receiver ever. Ever. Literally ever. ever. Literally, It's not ever. an exaggeration. And that oh. pains me. That really pains me to say, but it's true. That's it. Eric? I'm looking up Derek Mason's stats. I, he wasn't there as a young guy. That He was a vet when he was there. I'm talking yeah, like he started homegrown. With the Titans, right? Yeah. Yeah, he did. I'm talking like homegrown. <laughs> 
homegrown rookie receivers. The Ravens have been trash. Yeah, that's it. I'm looking up. Don't. Yeah, I got no one. No one. I'll be sharp. I got He just hurts my heart. All right. <laughs> Do you have a Zay Flowers take, or was that it, Eric? I've already gone on record saying he's the wide receiver one in Baltimore. There's no much. Can't really get much more uh, confident than that. All right. Well, with that being said, Eric, I know there was a particular player that you wanted to make sure got in on this episode. So let's go ahead and finish it up here with the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver, George Pickens. Oh, I totally thought you were going to do someone else. I'm very sad now. Oh, who'd you want to? I kind of want to talk Rodriguez? Yeah, I was got, to... can, can we squeeze I, I, in I Rod? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got to tell you, the, the beat reports I've been seeing about Christopher Rodriguez from Eric specifically, and pretty much only Eric, have been outstanding. <laughs> I'll give you a quote from uh, a, another person that's close with the Washington Commanders. Uh, this is a guy that Eric was very high on. This is a quote, by the way. This is a guy <laughs> that Eric was very high on. He's a guy that Eric thinks uh, will most certainly have a role for us. Adding a physical player in Christopher is a guy that, in Eric's mind, this is a guy that will fit what he wants. I I, I kept alluding to an Eric. That's not Eric Adams. That's not me. That's Eric Bieniemy. That's the offense coordinator for the Washington Commanders. Hmm. 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 Interesting. Very interesting that the uh, offense coordinator has big plans for Christopher Rodriguez, six-round pick. Hmm. Very, very intriguing. Now, listen, I'm not going to say that Brian Robinson is not, uh, you know, a physical runner, and neither is Antonio Gibson, both very physical guys. But clearly, they like what they see from Chris Rodriguez Jr. It's kind of hard not to, in my opinion. So, just letting that, uh, let letting the letting the uh, letting the old uh, letting the old goose cook there and cook a goose and see Chris Rodriguez become uh, RB one by the end of the season. Saying it here first. I mean. <laughs> Only way to do RB one is if Brian Robinson is when he's is better down. than the other. Because two. Brian Robinson got capped twice, came out the many men by fifty sets, and had two hundred five carries in not in twelve games. Yeah. You you ain't you're not overstepping a guy like that. He will. Oh, he will. Apparently, better, better Antonio junior. Gibson just doesn't exist anymore. I I miss that. I like Antonio Gibson, man, but they need to move him to wide receiver at this point. Like, Gibson, I don't know what we're doing. This team's not going to be passing the ball. They should, but. They're not gonna pass that much. Wow! Come on now. All right, they ran five hundred. They ran five hundred thirty-eight times last year. They can all get theirs. I'm gonna step up for Anthony here because he would say, "Hey, don't say any bad things about Sam Howell." So don't say any bad things about Sam Howell. But they're not gonna. They're not gonna let Sam Howell throw the ball six hundred times. Let Sam sling it. (laughs) All right, we we are gonna finish with George Pickens. We are gonna finish with him, but first. I, I want to quickly, I did, did a little research. I had the, our producer look this up, and I have an answer. There is a legitimately good Ravens rookie wide receiver, all right? But I'm going to read through every rookie wide receiver the Ravens have drafted in their history, all right? Travis Taylor, Mark Clayton, Zay Flowers, Marquise Brown, Rashad Perriman, oh, Rashad nice. Bateman, all first-round picks. Patrick Johnson. Yamon Figures, Devard Darling, Devin Duvernay, Miles Boykin, Brandon Stokely, Marcus Smith, Chris Moore, Demetrius Williams, Ron Johnson, Tandon Doss, Tylen Wallace, Jaleel Scott, Jermaine Davis, David Reed, Jordan Lasley, James Rowe, Tommy Streeter, Clay Ernst Moore, James Prochet, Darren Waller as a wide receiver, Javen Hunt, Justin Harper, Michael Campanaro, Aaron Mellett, Derek Abney. Who did I skip? Tory Smith, 
Tori Smith uh-huh. was uh-huh. a productive. Mr. Mr. Pass Interference himself. I 50 receptions, Smith. seven touchdowns as a rookie in 2011. Hollywood There's... was a good homegrown young guy, too. But Who? Hollywood was pretty good as a homegrown young guy. I mean, until he quit on the team. Until he quit, yeah, because Greg Roman was just the devil. All right. I just wanted to to circle back to that. Eric, George Pickens, fire away. You want you want me to go back to back here? Okay. I will gladly go back to back. You here. wanted to do George Pickens. I do Pickens. want to go George I'm Pickens. This up so I'm, for I'm you. just gonna I'm just gonna all right. I told you I was gonna flame some people. It's time to flame some people. There are a lot of you in this fantasy community that seem to think that because George Pickens doesn't separate too well, which is wild, because he every ball that gets thrown to him, he just he's just a vacuum, just sucks it in. Uh look. If you want to be wrong on this one, that's fine. But this is a guy that's about to explode. He is undoubtedly their wide receiver one. I mean, I was telling I was telling the fellas this earlier. Look, man, I understand separation is king when it comes to wide receivers, but those defenders get paid too. The NFL is an airtight league, man. You got to make some tight window throws. And when you have to make tight window throws, you need to have that dog and yeah, God, I, I'm starting to dis- despise that phrase, but you do really need he, that. He is it more than that now too. I know. I know. That's just how I get the point across. Uh, Pickens has the dog in him, man. Literally and figuratively. All right. Came from the Bulldogs. So Pickens, if you want to be wrong about him, if you want to keep poo-pooing his, uh, his separation when he just continues to moss and dominate wide uh, cornerbacks, that's fine. That's fine. But when he has like 13 to 1400 yards at the end of the season, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to tell you, you're not very good at this whole uh, evaluating thing. That's just, that's just the, the clear, the clear and simple of it, the clear and short of it. However the hell that saying goes. So there you go, people. My, o- my only take, my only take on George Pickens is that Eric really had me there for a second. when He said he literally and figuratively had a dog in him. <laughs> Got that dude. Get but the he- x-rays up. You made the bulldog. You made the Georgia comparison, and it, it came together. But I was I was concerned for a minute, uh, Ryan. Um, if any of my friends from home are listening, who are Steelers fans, that dog and him's a chihuahua. No, if we're talking, if they're if you're not listening and you want to hear, the, if you are one of my friends, turn this off. Let me hear He's freaking good, man. Like he's their top receiver. I think I legit think he has. Maybe not this year, but in the future, wide receiver one potential. Like I think he has that kind of skill set. He that's a good football player. Don't overthink it, man. Yes, separation matters, but he separates at the catch point. He has strong hands. He has a lot to like. I don't know if that offense is gonna pass enough for him to do it this year, but it's gonna come. He's being vastly underdrafted at this moment. All right, there you have it, boys. Off the rails, as always, when I step in for Anthony. He didn't care. He didn't show up. We talked about players that we do care about, players that we don't care about, and news. As we go through the preseason, there will be plenty more reactions. These guys will be chopping it up with Anthony, giving you the reactions. I'll be over on the Rookie Big Board, and don't forget about the Devi Big Board as well. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you leave us a five-star review and get in on it. Talk to us. Talk to us about this episode. Chop it up with us. You could either join patreon.com slash rookie big board or give it a shot for free. Just click the discord link. It's going to be in the episode description. Come in, talk about the episode with us as always. 
We appreciate our oh, wait. What's Eric? What's uh? What's Anthony's outro? It's not my outro. No, what does he always say? You say whatever you want. It's Eric's outro that matters. Right. Damn yeah. right. <laughs> All right. As always, we appreciate you checking out this episode of the Dynasty Big Board. Later, taters.